Welcome everybody to the Punchy Hunter, where cowboying and hunting combine. Hello everybody and welcome back for another episode of the Punchy Hunter. I'm here with my good buddy Tuffy from You Can't See Them at the Road. From the road, sorry. Uh, Tuffy, how the heck are you today, buddy? No, not too bad, man. Um, not a big fan of the weather, but, you know, it's a good day. Oh, did you get some uh, nasty weather blowback in? Yeah, we got a storm hit. It's, it's pretty much over now, but we got, like, I don't know, a couple inches of snow on the ground anyways. That wet, heavy snow, so. Oh, that just turns everything into a nice, muddy mess. You bet. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah, but it's that time of year, right? This might be winter's last hurrah. Yeah, Hopefully, bro. Um, suppose you can't complain, man. If it makes you feel any better, the winds have kicked up to like 40, 50 mile an hour here, so. Yeah, that's about how they how the, how the wind is here right now. But, I mean, you know, spring's upon us. Warm weather's on the way, so, you know, it's really not that bad. No, no, I suppose not. Oh, shoot. Uh, well, good to have you on, man. I'm excited. Uh, been a, man, it's been good a, to be on. Yeah, been a been a minute coming anyways. Uh, shoot, I was actually kind of glad we didn't do it last night. I went out to eat with the old lady and her folks and had myself a great big uh, great big dinner. And right about the time you, you texted me, man, I was getting the sleepy eyes. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, uh, oh shoot, how's the, how's feedlot these days? Oh, we're busy, I mean, I mean, typical feedlot, right, you're always busy on the feedlot, there's always something to do, um, you know, it's just trying to juggle the weather, um, get export loads shipped out on the way, and, you know, um, getting ready for cabin, for me, cabin is right around the corner, I'm gonna start. Like, probably within the next two weeks, I'll probably have calves start hitting the ground. So, you know, there's a lot to get ready for calving still. Oh, so. Yeah, you bet. Go, go, go. Gotta love that. Well, at least you calve a tidbit later than some folks up in that part of the world do. That, yeah, I never understood them guys, like, up in, you know, parts of, like, Wyoming and Montana. They're pretty nasty, pretty, you know, wintry. You know, they're calving February 1st. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> I mean, it it does when you calve that early. Um, I mean, you got to be on the ball, right? Oh, you get frostbitten ears and toes and everything else. You gotta you gotta be freaking on it to make sure. Yeah. But one thing you know, one thing about calving that time of year is um, you don't gotta fight the mud. Um. And you can fight the cold, right? As long as you're on top of the, on the ball, um, you can bring calves in and get them warmed up. But I mean, you're still gonna you calve when it's that cold. You're still gonna get frostbite and ears and stuff. There's no way around that. But I mean, you can fight the cold. Um, kind of when we're calving right now, coming into my calving season, um, you know, I'm gonna have to fight the mud, um, sit calves, that kind of thing. And then I'm going to have to fight the heat. And that's one thing with calves, you just really can't fight. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I, You know, I, I don't know. I, uh, 
works for a ranch that calved May 1st. And, you know, that's that's pretty late. Especially that guy, he started doing it kind of when nobody else was calving that late. And I don't know, man. I, I, never, I never lost too much to the heat or had too much trouble. I suppose I also wasn't ever taking anything very far. I was never doing great big long drives or nothing to move stuff around. But, uh... I had pretty good luck with uh, with it being a little on the warmer side rather than the colder side. Uh, I mean, um, um, it, it's always nicer on the warmer side, but um, you know, you hit some of that hot weather, them real hot days, and you know, if you got a sit calf or you got a, you know, a calf that's just not getting going, not getting up and sucking. I mean, they can dehydrate real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose that's probably the truth. Um, well, shoot, enough, uh, enough blabbering about calving season, uh, shoot, why don't you tell everybody a little about yourself, and, uh, where you're from, and what you're up to these days, and then, uh, shoot, I, I know I'm pretty curious to hear how you come up with the idea for the podcast and all that good stuff. Well, there isn't really a whole lot to tell about myself, really, <laughs> um, just, <laughs> just a cowboy up here. The Great White North, um, you know. The true Great White North, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Up here in Canada, it, it gets cold in the winter. Winters are longest season, and you know, just trying to do my best, do my job the best I can, hang out, have some fun doing it, drink some beer. You bet. Well, you can't beat that. That's for sure. You uh, you grew up in Alberta, didn't you? I did. You bet. Pretty country, man. I really enjoyed driving through it. Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing beats home, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and shoot, when I got broke down in Edmonton, man, I tell you what, Canadians ain't afraid to party and party with anybody. I no, know, we're not. We're I not real know. scared to tie one on. No, God, no, not at all. I didn't plan on doing so at all. I I rolled into a bar. I was going to shoot two or three games of pool, drive myself back to the rodeo arena that I was sleeping at with my horses while my trailer was in the shop. And fuck, next thing I knew, it was like three o'clock in the morning and two uh, Edmonton natives were taking me from dive hole bar to dive hole bar. And fucking hey, that was a that was a long night. Yeah, things things can turn into a runaway real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, not that they did, that they did. Oh shoot, um, yeah, and your your folks had a had a little ranch there in Alberta, didn't they? Yeah, my dad did. My dad ran some cows for a lot of years, and then you know, just kind of life happened. He got out of the cows and just had some horses kicking around. And, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, yeah. this are... was never, doing anything else was never really an option for me. I wasn't that good at school. Um, dropped out of school to do this. Um, you bet. Played my hand a little bit. Uh, shoot horses for, you know, about four or five years, steady. Yeah, it's and... not, not a bad way to make a living. No, it wasn't a bad way to make a living. I mean, um what just killed killed me in alberta it just turned into um you know 
you spent from daylight till dark on the road, you know, it wasn't just a little area you could do. You, you, you traveled all over Southern Alberta shoeing horses. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoe did, uh, there's a there's a shit pile of horses in Arizona and uh shoot the other night when we were on the phone bullshitting or uh shoot it might have been when I was on your uh podcast, got to talking. It it honestly is kind of the same way here in Arizona. It uh you know, the the north side of Phoenix is about an hour and fifteen, twenty minutes from me, and the south side of Phoenix is two and a half hours from me. And it got to the point where shit I was you know, I was driving to Phoenix four or five days a week, you know, sometimes all the way to the south side. Sometimes I got to stay up on kind of the north side of Phoenix proper. But shit, you know, I put 50,000 miles on a vehicle in less than a year. It kind of got to the point where it's like, all right, I either got to, <laughs> I got to find another way to substitute some income and quit going down there. Or we got to move to Phoenix. And I goddamn sure wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, right, um, you know, when you're, when you're new in the business and you're hungry and you want work, you'll go pretty much anywhere, right? That's fact. If somebody, if somebody calls you and says, hey, I got one to do, you know, it's two, three hours away, hell, you'll jump in the truck and go do it. Just because, I mean, you want that business, you want to get your name out there. But um, kind of once you get established and everything, um it's hard to let them clients down because you're driving half the day just to do one horse. And you're like, golly, is this, you know, this really isn't worth it. I drove all day and did two horses. Um, yeah. I didn't even pay my, I didn't even pay my fuel money. So, you know, today wasn't a profitable, profitable day. Today cost me money. Yeah. That's just it too. And then shit, you know, on top of fuel, you factor in tires, oil changes, shoes, nails, your tools. Fuck it's uh... Oh. It's a it's good good way to make a living until you you really get to spending too much time behind the windshield and then it don't take very long at all to not really be making a living anymore. Well, yeah, you're not. I mean, you might be keeping the wolves at bay, but that's about all you're doing, right? Yes, sir. That's fact. Um, and with with fuel prices the way they are now, like up here, I mean shit you don't really want to go out of your way just because fuel's so damn expensive what are you, uh what are you paying a gallon for gas up there oh man um you know it has been a hot minute since i've been at uh been at a fuel pump it has been it's been a couple weeks since i went and got fuel because i mean i really don't leave leave the feedlot so um you know, I run into town and get groceries. So, um, right now my personal truck is, um, on the man at the mechanic. So I've just been running around in a work truck and you use the work truck all day. And there's, you know, there's company fuel in it and, right, you know, right. the people I work for are really good, um, really good people. So, you know, they just told me, well, if you're just going to town to get groceries, um, don't even worry about putting fuel in the truck because you're just going to burn it on the feedlot so yeah you bet well shoot you can't beat that i uh i know down here we're paying shoot it's like three 
three seventy a gallon. Uh, and fuck, diesel is diesel's like a dollar more than that. A gallon. Yeah, it's fucking pricey. I I was curious how uh how pricey it I was think, up there. I think diesel is um right around that two ten uh um a liter up here for us. So it would work out to be roughly the same. Well, shoot, at least they don't get you for, for fuel like they do chewing beer, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, they do get us with fuel, right? Because now now it's a carbon um, – every year you got to pay a carbon tax on diesel or whatever you drive, right? If your vehicle's oh. over over a certain yeah. class, you got to pay X amount of dollars into this carbon tax, green energy bullshit. That fucking blows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and every they they announced there the other day every four years they're gonna do a ten percent increase on it. So I mean, nice. Well, at least you got something to look forward to. Son of a gun. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to talk to some of these politicians. They won't talk to me, and probably for good reason. And not that I would. Uh, <laughs> Not that my opinion would, would change anything, but, you know, <laughs> some of these guys, I'd just like to tell them I like to get kissed before I get fucked. <laughs> or at least spit on it. Fuck me. If you can't kiss me on the neck. Yeah. You got to pack a tube Vaseline <laughs> around with you everywhere you go. Cause... I, I can't believe you convinced your fiance to move up there. Son of a gun. Well, I mean, there's... There's good parts about living up here, and there's bad parts, just just like everything else. But, um, you know, I think the main thing is with her moving up here, um, I'm on a good outfit. They hired her on and are helping her come up here. And, you know, biggest thing is we're together, right? Oh, yeah. So you can sacrifice a lot of things. Um and let's be honest, it really doesn't matter where you live anymore. Like, there, it's just kind of shitty everywhere, right? So you just yeah. pick the lesser evil or whatever you're comfortable with more. Yeah, and at least you guys get free health care. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is a good thing and which is a bad thing all at the same time, right? Because it's like anything else, it's free. It gets abused so bad, and the people that actually need it – um you know, don't get it, right? Right, yep. You know, oh, uh, you know, we're buffed up. We can't get you into surgery for, you know, two, three weeks. Well, I mean, yeah, you're 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 buffed up with a bunch of people that, um, you know, just, and I'll call them out, just a bunch of welfare bums. Oh, something's wrong with me. I can't go to work. Um, so free health care. We've, we've you got know, them fucking the- welfare bums down here, too. Yeah, I'll uh, uh, there'll be something wrong with me, and I'll get a doctor to sign off on it because they'll pretty much, um, if you're not like a working class, um, you know, blue collar working class, I mean, they'll pretty much sign off on anything like, oh, yeah, you're hurt. So you got all these bums that, you know, aren't even hurt, they're just using the system, blocking up the healthcare. So when somebody actually needs it, I mean, they're kind of put on the back burner. Yeah, you get taken care of, but it could take a while. Well, fucking hey, hey, at least you get taken care of. Yeah, 
I mean, so, I mean, there's good to the free healthcare and, and there's bad, right? I dang sure like to see it um, maybe be um, charged or taxed or whatever you want to do. Um, you know, I'm not saying make it an outrageous expense, but um, make it cost a little bit. And then the people that actually need it are there to get it, right? And the people that don't need it, um, well, I don't want to spend the money on that, right? Right. Yeah, you bet. I mean, um, I used to, I used to be a volunteer fire, be on the volunteer fire department, and we've seen it so much. Um, being in be- between two reserves, where our fire department was out of, um, we we went to accidents fairly regularly, um, rollovers, that type of deal, car accidents. And, um, you know, the time you need an ambulance to come and get somebody and there's an emergency, um, that they're creating some, and you know, they're, they're creating some Indian to town just cause they want a free ride to town. So they oh, so I can't breathe or I can't do this. Well, it's a free ride for them to town because the, you know, EMS cannot, cannot deny them at, you know, cannot deny them. They have to go. Right. So. you know and not all natives there's a lot of dang sure there's a lot of good natives out there but there's a lot of bad ones out there too just with you know what it doesn't matter what color skin you are there's good ones and bad ones yeah good eggs bad eggs yeah that's just how it fucking goes that's fucking man is as fucked up as it is to take advantage of the system like that i do have to commend them like I wouldn't be able to come up with that shit. That's pretty fucking sad to be using the old EMS to give you a ride to fucking town. <laughs> it's well, I mean, and, and it's a waste of fucking fuel in the EMS's time, but credit where credit's due, good on them for figuring out they can get a fucking free taxi ride to town, I guess. Oh, for God. Yeah, but I, I mean, um, how, how do you credit somebody like that, right? Um, for using that as an excuse um you know they're, they're a service to the public right they are um there to keep somebody alive they are for emergency purposes only um you know if if, if you have something minor you don't need the ambulance the ambulance or ems to come and get you um so when you tie up an ambulance, especially out in these rural areas, like where I live out in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, chalk that ambulance out of commission for at least two hours. Right. Um, so when somebody actually needs it, when somebody's laying on the side of the road or laying in their house, having a heart attack or whatever, and actually need it, and EMS goes, well, or the nearest ambulance is, you know, hour and a half, two hours away, um, don't die. Um, so, I mean, having the conscience, I can never do that. I mean, you know, if I pick myself up off the ground and walk shit, I'll drive myself to the hospital or I'll find somebody to drive me to the hospital, right? Um, so you, you jeopardize other people by using it as a taxi. I'm, I'm not saying it's right and I'm not saying I do it either. I'm, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's incredible that they, uh. That they come up with that idea, because I damn sure wouldn't have been able to come up with it. No, I I totally agree with you, right? That would that's something that would never 
crossed my mind. No, right? oh, never for... even crossed, never even crossed my mind. Like, like I said, it, it's fucked up and it's a fucking waste of an ambulance's time. But fucking hey, I, I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. So, no. Good, good on them for that, I suppose, for coming up with the idea of doing it. But still wrong, wrong altogether. But fucking hey. Uh, the the lengths some motherfuckers will go through to get to town does amaze me. <laughs> oh, and what what amazes me, right? You'll go to that length to get to town. Well, how the fuck are you gonna get home? That's tomorrow's problem, Tuffy. <laughs> yeah, I guess once you get a belly full of liquor and get whatever your high is, I mean, I guess that's a a later date problem. Yeah, that that is tomorrow's problem. Oh shoot! Well, uh. You know, I, I I know you're really liking this gig. Um, shoot, how did you how did you come into it, and 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 what do you what are you really liking about it so far? Like you mean like where I'm working now? Yes, sir. Um, actually, it's one of them deals. We were we were kind of touching base there on on my podcast there the other night. Um, you know, it it was uh, it was never an ad in a paper or um, on the computer or anything like that. Um, this opening was just word of mouth, you know, knew a buddy that uh, knew these guys, you know, he was, uh, he was truck, he was trucking for him at time hauling cows and knew they needed help. So one thing just kind of led to another um, here, call these guys. I know they're looking to see what happens of it. Right. And you bet. It was just one of them deals, right? It just everything kind of fell into line, and you know, it it started out just as a, as a winter position, just come here for the winter, the winter time, um, help them through the winter months, and uh, then it all changed, right? Originally, um, come May first, you know, mid April, I was gonna be pulling out of here and going back to where I was working, but they made me an offer I couldn't say no to. And, um, you know, it just kind of felt not that I wasn't welcome at the pasture or anything, but it just, you know, this place offered more, offered me more than, you know, just a riding job through the summertime, right? Because that's all that job will ever be. It'll just be a summertime job you're never going to be hired on year round. So um, you get done in the fall and you're always chasing a job every winter, right? Because um, somebody can promise you, oh yeah, you come back and work for me next winter. And a lot of guys will honor that. Um, yeah, you always got a spot here to come back every winter. But, um, you know, the, the right guy might walk onto the feedlot and, you know, halfway through the summer, they'll just say, hey, like we, we hired a guy and, you know, he's what you were or or he can do whatever you did and he's valuable to us here right now so um you know sorry we filled your position and you can't knock a you can't knock a company or you can't knock guys for doing that because um you can't you, you can't at all you know when yeah so when you take on these you know just seasonal jobs that comes with the job you know that even though they say you can come back, that's not set in stone. Nothing's set in stone until like you actually do come back and are here for another winter. So it just turned into um, 
you know, they made me an offer I couldn't say no to. And, um, you know, it was just in my best card to take the job. Um, yeah, there you go. You can't, can't complain about that at all. No, and I'm really happy where I'm at. I mean, um, in the last six summers, I haven't lived in a house. Um, you know, I've lived out of a, a camper or a wall tent and stuff. So I, I will say, um, you know, living in a house, having running water, um, having a shower in the house, you know, having a, an electric stove that you just turn on. Um, you don't got to go cut firewood. You don't got to split wood. Um, you don't got to pack your water into camp. Um, you know, that definitely draws to a guy after a while and you get oh, into a yeah. situation and you're like, man, this is, this is pretty cozy. This, I like it. Yeah. I, uh, fuck, I know just, I know how much more I appreciate fucking, uh, central heat and air, uh, after having nothing but a wood stove for a couple of years and, and I, I like a wood stove. I like the heat from a wood stove. It, it, it feels really good. Um, for those of you listening that have maybe never had a wood stove, I'll be damned if there's not a fucking difference between how a wood stove feels compared to just central heat and air when you've been out in the fucking cold all day long. But, man, it uh, it does, man. It's it's nice to just fucking click a button or, you know, ignite a fucking gas stove or electric stove and you're fucking rocking and rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so nice, right? Um you know, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to miss the the cow camp atmosphere, right? The way things were at cow camp. You, you get used to how your summers are and you get used to that way of life. But, um, you know, it's definitely um, out of a wall tent or out of a camper, um, you know, it just gets real old after a while. Oh, shoot. I, I have no doubt. I, uh, I spent a couple months living out of my horse trailer, um, and and I don't have the living quarters horse trailer. I have a stock trailer that I use as a horse trailer, um, and I slept in my bedroll, you know, in that thing for a couple months. Oh, shoot, by the time it was all said and done, I want to say three or four, by the time I ended up back in Oklahoma with a job, and, you know, fuck, I took a shower every couple of days if that you know in a in a truck stop and had to do my laundry in the truck stop and i was bouncing from town to town shoeing horses and doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and fucking amen it uh being a being fucking cold every night will wear it on a guy real real fucking fast <laughs> well and i mean you know summertime's not you know middle of summer it's no big deal right um you get into the fall months up here, it gets cold and, you know, that wood stove doesn't go all night um, unless you get up and feed it, right? So um, there's never really a true night sleep. You never really sleep through the night. You're always up stoking that fire and, oh, you yeah. know, and you don't really notice, um, you know, when it's hot in there, you just in the tent and just pass out and everything and you don't wake up till you, you know, you feel it cooling off and it's getting chilly and you're like oh man i'm kind of cold i better i better restart that stove and hopefully there's enough coals in there you can restart it and without too much work and crawl back into bed but you know 
I, uh, you're always fighting. You're always fighting something, right? Oh yeah. I uh when I so when I first start you know went up up north and and started living places where I didn't have nothing but a wood stove. I'll I will tell you it took me a minute to kind of understand what people were talking about when they were saying that a wood stove was like a good wood stove or a bad wood stove or this that or the other. I was like. They're all fucking wood stoves. What makes a good one a good one, and what makes a bad one a bad one? And I find it finally kind of dawned on me when I had a really good wood stove. A good wood stove holds coals for a long fucking time, and a bad one doesn't. It, they honestly don't put out heat any differently or any more heat. But a good wood stove, for just whatever fucking reason, seems to hold coals for a long time. And that was something I did not appreciate when I had a good wood stove, because I didn't know the fucking difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a good wood stove um, can be life and death, right? Um, You know, not that I was ever in that situation, but I mean... When that's all you got, it's pretty important to have good stuff, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, um, so you can cheap out and you can buy a cheap stove, but in the long run, you're you're hurting yourself more than anything, right? Because um, it it just burns through wood and you know doesn't hold coals, doesn't hold the heat, doesn't seal properly. Um, there's you can go on and on about a bad wood stove, but but you sure appreciate a good one when you got one. Yeah, you can uh, you can either buy nice or buy twice. Yeah, and and I'm a big fan of buying once. You know, just going yeah. out and getting that nice stove. Yeah, it might cost you a little bit, um, in the beginning. And I mean, buy what you can afford, right? If you can't afford, I mean, I guess you're gonna make do with what you got, but. I mean, that should be definitely in your, in your mind that, you know, at some point I got to upgrade rather quick. So just save the money and upgrade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, shoot, buddy. Um, I know we've already touched base on it, uh, touched based on it on the phone and, and on your podcast, but, uh, for those listeners of mine that maybe didn't listen to it, um, what uh? What kind of made you want to start the? You can't see them from the road, you know, and um, all that good stuff. Honestly, um, you know, uh, there's kind of two reasons it came about. Um, you know, when you live by yourself, you can only talk to yourself, and you can only talk to your dogs and your horses so much, right? And talking to people, um, that's back. You know, it, it is uh is a pretty good outing, even if you're talking to them on the phone, right? Um, you know, cow camp, you were a long ways from town, so you can drive into town. You were in town once a week, you know, do your laundry, have a shower, that kind of deal. So you didn't really get to see too many people, right? Uh, of course, you've seen the crew every day, but you can only talk to the talk to the crews for so long. And what the camp I was out of, um, you know, the crew was already established in that part of the area, you know, they, they had places, they had, you know, inherited places, and they just drove, you know, the 40 minutes or how, you know, I think the farthest guy lived about 40 minutes away. 
Mm-hmm. And he just drove every night home. Um, being a single guy going through kind of a rough patch, I didn't have the money um, to be on the road. And, you know, where I worked in the winter was two hours away. So um, I had no choice but to stay there, right? Stay where you work. Right. Save money. So um, just to talk to people, talk to new people, um, hold a conversation with somebody is real nice. And, you know, you see, um, you've seen so much kind of, I don't know what you call it, hate, negativity, um, bickering back and forth in the cowboy world. Um, you know, well, I do it this way and my way is right. And, you know, you, you go on to Facebook and there's always people warring on which is the right way to do it and which is the wrong way to do it. And I just kind of wanted to do a deal that, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you cowboy or your style or, you know, the rope you use or the hat you wear, we're doing the same fucking job. Just doing we're, we're all out part there. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. We're all out there uh, doing the same job. We're all, all out there just trying to make a living. And um, the country makes you what kind of cowboy you are. Just because it works where you are doesn't mean it's going to work where, where I am. Um, so let's just get along. Let's just bring bring a bunch of guys together that are open-minded, you know, and you see a lot of that doing these podcasts, right? Like pretty much everybody I've had on the podcast, um, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. Hell, they'll do it. You know, lots of guys do it both ways. Absolutely. Um, so it was just, you know, bring guys together and just, you know, meet new people. I mean, I've made some very close friends. Um, doing this podcast and you know i would have never known who they are if i wouldn't have done it so i mean that's a real cool part of it too and, and it's just something to do right um you know because up here in the winter time i mean it's dark by five o'clock yep in the afternoon and um i haven't been blessed with you know talent whether it's braiding rawhide or braiding whatever or leather work or anything <laughs> like that. So um, you kind of just needed something to pass the time, right? Yes, sir. So that's how it all just kind of come about. And, you know, it, it come about just, you know, really a couple guys just sitting down with uh, me and a couple friends. We just sit down on the phone once a week and drink a bunch of beer and have a good time and bullshit with – because. You know, we were scattered, um, you know, Washington, Idaho, me up here in, in Manitoba. I mean, there was no way for us just to get together for a beer once a week or, you know, once a month. So it was just a way to get keep in touch with them guys. And, you know, it started as just a joke around the table. And, you know, now here it's turning into um, turning into a second job, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, and 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 I I think you nailed it. It's just you know you can only you can only spend so much time you know by yourself talking to yourself, talking to your horses, your dogs. But um, also you know the the connecting with people you know, and I I know we talked about this when I was on your podcast quite a bit. Um. But shoot, it, it's just honestly, it, it's that worth talking about, and it's that cool um, that, 
just doing this can can bring you bring you to meet people and and become friends with people that you'd never cross paths with at all. I mean, you just you'd have never never seen them, never met them, never knew they existed if it wasn't if it wasn't for for doing something like this, you know. And and that's just pretty stinking neat. And there's just no other way to splice it. Oh, it is. It's it's real cool, you know. Like, um, I'll just use use you and me as an example. Right? Oh, I would have never known. Yeah, perfect example. Would have never known who you were um, until you made a phone call one afternoon, right? Yes, sir. Um, so, for for those listening that that maybe didn't listen to to Tuffy's episode that I was on. Um, Shoot, me and Tuffy met through Brett Davis. I, you know, I I listened to Tuffy's podcast and and whatnot, and uh, I was talking to Brett on the phone one day, and he's like, "Man, I'd I'd really like to do a podcast. I've been wanting to do one for a couple of years, and I just can't figure out how to do it. You know, the the internet will tell you that you need this, you need all that, and shit. The next thing you know, you spend three grand just trying to start a podcast and." And Brett's like, oh hell, I don't, I don't think Tuffy's sank three grand into starting his podcast. I think it's just an app on his phone. It's pretty, pretty easy. And I was like, oh really? I'll, I'll have to try and check that out. See if I can't figure out what it is. And, and Brett said, oh no hell, I'll just send you Tuffy's number. He, he's not shy. He's not afraid to talk to somebody. And I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> and so I gave fucking Tuffy a phone call, and he, he kind of told me how to get this deal rolling. So, um here we fucking are and and yeah and shoot I, we've talked on the phone a couple times a week now and got me rolling on my own podcast and and everything else and that's that's pretty fucking neat oh it is right and it's just you know it's just bringing guys together like look what it did for us right and, you know how i got you know um got in contact with with brett davis you know it was just a Facebook message one night, you know, and you find when you do these things, I don't know about for you. Um, but for me, like, you know, I'll scroll through Facebook and somebody will post a picture and I'll be like, Oh, they, you know, they look kind of interesting or something touches my eye. I like his dog or I like his horses. He's riding. So I'll check him out. And you know, if I think he'd be a good fit for my podcast, shit, I'll shoot him a message. The worst they're going to say is yes. Or the words they're going to say is no, like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to do that. It's not for me. Um, Sometimes you know. it is worse when they say yes, because the next thing you know, you're half a 30 rack deep and it's 10 o'clock at night and you're still recording. So it, it can yeah. be debatable that sometimes it's worse when they say yes to no. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, you meet so many cool people and just the opportunities that, um, you know, I've gotten through my podcast, um, people offering me like, Hey, if you ever want to go on a vacation or you ever want to come down here, like my door is always open. Just book yourself a ticket and get down here. Yeah. And that's, that's freaking awesome, man. I mean, uh, if I'm, if I'm remembering right, you're going to go hang out in West Texas a little bit and, um, yeah, there's, there's some big things. I won't really get into detail. Um, cause there's some big things on my podcast we're kind of working on right now. So, um, you know, there's, there's some, there's some really cool deals coming up. 
um, with, with my podcast and, um, you know, there's going to be some really cool deals coming up with, uh, you know, uh, combined podcast with you and me and another guy we're working on, I'm working on with them right now. Um, you know, and that was just kind of one of them afternoon phone calls today that just kind of come about and like, Hey, we should do this. Shoot. Yeah, man. You can't, you can't beat that at all. And that's not to be a dead horse, but that is, man, that's just what's so freaking, so freaking neat about this podcasting deal. Um, just becoming friends with folks far and wide. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, seeing where it goes, right. Um, you know, we're, like I say, we're working on some, some real cool stuff. Like, um, in the next two weeks, um, I'm going to have a big announcement on, on my podcast and, um, it is a giveaway. Um, we're, we're doing a giveaway. Um, we got a Facebook page too. And on the Facebook page, uh, yesterday or the day before, I can't remember what day it was, but we hit a thousand members on our group. I saw that. Congratulations. And it's, you know, that's not, that's just word of mouth. That's just people adding themselves to the group. That's not even like me trying to promote it or be like, hey, come check us out. Um, Cause I, I, I don't, I don't really like to do that. Like if you want, if you hear about us and you want to come check us out, I mean, come check us out. If you don't, I mean, I don't give a shit. Don't. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we're we're doing a custom hat giveaway um, oh, here in the next yeah. two weeks. Um, so the Facebook group page, they're gonna get um, they're gonna get a custom drawing of our logo. It's gonna be hand done, custom drawn. Uh, my fiance is drawing it up. So um, just a Facebook um, listeners and people that follow the group they're all entered in to win our logo um and our logo is just a calf running running away with a guy on a moose trying to rope it with uh with the <laughs> border collie dog jumping at its head so i mean you know ah that's that's good shit that's pretty good and, <laughs> yeah and for um i got a subscribe deal for my podcast where it it's 15 dollars a month um to be subscribed to it um but that fifteen dollars a month if you're um if you subscribe to it now or you're already subscribed to it um that gives you a free entry into the custom hat you bet to get it and uh you know i got a a good friend of mine um up at stetler alberta jwt custom hats he's building custom hats so he's gonna build the hat up so you just send them you know, he'll get in touch with you. I'll get in touch with whoever wins it. This is what you got to do. It's paid for. Send them your stuff. Um, This is the hat you get. You know, you get to yeah. pick your shape and what. But, um, you know, we just went with like, you know, a 50X, pretty durable. Um, Nothing crazy. No 100X hats because them fuckers are expensive. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> You know, um, every other month we're going to have, um, I got some guys that are building some stuff out of leather and some, you know, some bit makers. So, um, every other month we're going to have a small giveaway, um, 
whether it be a tally book, wallet, um, head stall, kind of something like that type of deal every other month giveaway. So, um, and the only way you get to be a part of that is just by going and subscribing that gets you entered up. So, I mean, yep. No, I, uh, I actually, uh, recently in the last couple of days, uh, uh, more, more, uh, I don't know, pushing from you. I, I actually set up the subscriptions myself. Um, uh, kind of a shameless plug on my own episode. Go subscribe. Uh, I don't think anybody has yet. Um, cause man, I would just, that's, it's neat to, to be able to give stuff back to the folks who are listening. And I, I'd really, really like to be able to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and shoot, you know, I know we've we've talked a little bit about combining and what we would give away if you know we did and all that and it's a I I like the fact that it's all useful shit too. <laughs> it's all something a guy could use, you know. Oh yeah, like I mean that's the whole deal with working cowboys, right? Um, we're not gonna give them something that they can't use that they can can't take out. Um, if I'm not comfortable taking it out and using it every day, well, then it, it's not going to be given away through me, right? Yep, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Oh, shoot, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we got all the, all the nitty-gritty out of the way. Now we can just go to freaking bullshit in a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's a cool deal, right? And, um, you know, with my, with my podcast and my subscription, um, as you know, we do um, every other week. And I think I'm going to turn it into every week. Um, but we do um, the After Hours show. Oh, yeah. And the After Hours show is when you really hear, like, the nitty-gritty um the uh the triple. incriminating <laughs> yeah the, the the triple x-rated version of rex and night out at uh cowboys going to town at the end of the day or a night out when they go to paint the town so that's when you you know them interesting stories come out yeah no i i really enjoyed being on your after hours uh so much so that i'm actually uh uh, again, I'm gonna kind of follow your lead on that, and uh, shoot, I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to do one of my own. I've been uh, talking with a good buddy of mine who could tell a lot of very incriminating stories on me, and I could tell quite a few on him. So it should work out pretty stinking good. Cause man, that was just a lot of fun. You know, no hold, no hold back. You know, just fucking sit down and and tell some stories, and, and you ain't gotta worry about what you say or how you say it. You know, cause it's only the people who uh, who want to pay to play that are going to hear it. So, well, exactly right. If um, if you pay to hear it, I mean that's on you, right? If you don't like it, well, that's your problem. You paid to hear it. Um, yeah, nobody you, forced you to pay for it. Yeah, you literally paid money to hear it. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and it's a good time, right? It it gets a lot of you know. Uh, oh, it was a blast! I had a great time. You know, in this day and age now, everybody gets so fucking offended easy, right? And, oh, I don't like that or I don't like this. Well, I mean, you have to pay for it now. So 
I mean, when you get a bunch of cowboys talking together, drinking beer, I mean, stories are going to come out. So you make your after hour show where they come out and, you know, the people that want to hear it, they listen to it and they get it. And they've probably been in similar situations and it's just a real good time. Nobody has, has to watch what they say. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think I'm, uh, I say, I think I, I am, I'm going to start doing something like that. Um, shoot actually depending on how long we uh we shoot shit on here today i fuck i might give cody a call and uh fucking knock out the first one of my hours deal hell if you're gonna knock out one tonight i i got a 15 rack sitting here beer and i got nothing but time oh snap that's not good news at all (laughs) so i mean um train wreck possibly happening i don't know if we've uh we haven't derailed yet, but it kind of sounds like the train wreck it, is set in motion. It's a very real possibility. Uh, very real possibility. You get you get the the two you get you and me bullshitting. It's usually a bad deal, and and I know it's a me and Cody have been friends for a while now, and it's a real bad deal. And you get the two of us talk, combined is liable to be a flat out fucking wreck. Um, but that's yeah. okay. That's what the after hours is for. I uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna call mine. Uh, shoot, I don't know. It seems kind of fitting. It seems like where I always ended up telling these incriminating stories is a dive hole bar sessions. Cause like I said, it's kind of where it seems like I always ended up telling these fucking stories or where these stories happen. So, well, I mean, dive bars are are a pretty good place to be. Dude, I, I do fucking love a good dive bar. I do, I do. Me too. I do love. I was in one yesterday, and when I when I texted you there, um, <laughs> yesterday, and I said about well, some things come up at work, and I mean things did come up at work, but it was just basically my boss telling me like, hey, we're 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 drinking tonight, <laughs> so like be prepared. And I yeah. said, well, I can't. I told my boss, I was like, wow, well, I I kind of already got. Either commitments, and he just kind of rolled his eyes and kind of got that, you know, that shit-eating grin. Bosses get, and he looks at me and goes, "Cancel him." <laughs> I well, we're in it now. Like, yep. you know, we we <laughs> got done work early yesterday and went to his cabin, and you know, the drive to his cabin consisted of a lot of beer, and then we stopped for a bite to eat at a dive bar, and that consisted of. Uh, a little bit stronger drinks, and then the night just kind of run away from there. Oh, it's amazing how that'll happen, won't it? Yeah, uh, I'm lucky enough. There's a there's a dive a dive bar. Fuck, I mean, as the crow flies, a mile mile and a half from my house. Fuck, you don't it don't take no time at all to get to that son of a bitch. And and it's a good thing my fiance's got a level head on her shoulders and and isn't afraid to tell me no. We're we're not gonna go do that on a Wednesday night. You you've got you've got stuff to do tomorrow. I got stuff to do tomorrow. Cause God damn it, I would uh, I'd keep that fucking bar's lights on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, my fiance she isn't up here yet. She's working on getting up here, but you know, single cowboy living by himself. Um, you know, fiance in Washington, there's really nobody to tell you no, right? Like you get a harebrained wild idea. And you're like, yeah, this will be a good time. 
where there should be a voice of reasoning. Oh, dude. There, right? Like, you have to work at 530. You have to be gathering cattle and running cattle through a ship in the morning at 530. Maybe you should stay home. And my dumb ass is like, I'm going to go for one, one or two, shoot a game of pool, and then I'm going to come home. Well, it turns into me leaving the bar and coming straight to work and the boss looking at me. Looks like you had a night. Shut up. I don't feel good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I stopped um, I stopped setting expectation for the night because I found it was those it was always those nights that you know me and uh, shit me and me and Cody are a prime example when we would go to the bars together the local dive bars let's let's go have a burger we're gonna have a burger we're gonna have a beer or two maybe shoot a game of pool call it a night we'll keep things nice and quiet you know. Not a big deal. We got a lot of shit to do tomorrow. And it seemed like every time we set that expectation, the next thing we knew, we were strolling into the into our house at 6 in the morning and had an hour to be at headquarters and saddled. And it's like, oh, fuck. And then those nights that you kind of want to go tie one on, you end up going home kind of early. So I just stopped setting expectations because they always fucking backfire. Yeah. Yeah, and it, isn't it funny, too? Like, you get together with a bunch of friends. We're going to go to the bar tonight, and we're going to drink. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody has the same goal. You get to the bar, you get supper pounded in you, have a few drinks, and everybody kind of looks at each other. Uh, I'm kind of tired. Kind of like to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you sounds bet. good. Well, let's, let's do this another night. Let's call it an early night. Go home, go to bed. And then the next day, like three o'clock or what, a couple days later, whatever it is. Wow, kind of been a shitty day. Let's just go have a beer and then, you know, go home and get ready for tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. You go for that one beer. You say, well, we're just going for one. We're not going with the plan to drink. Um, you go for that one beer and it turns into, like you say, 4.30 in the morning session. And you're like, fuck, boys, we got to be at work in an hour. <laughs> this is bad. Oh fucking a and that fucking ugh. I I love I love talking and using the old fucking town boulder that that we cowboyed outside of as an example because for whatever reason the locals the the boulder knights if you will did think me and Cody were the cats fucking meow dude I don't know why I really didn't think we were anything special or that fun to party with, but motherfucker, there was like 10, 10 to 15 locals that if the right four or five of them showed up and me and Cody were there, we were not leaving that fucking bar before three or four in the morning. And and usually fucking more like five or six because they just wouldn't fucking close. Oh fuck! You guys are having a good time, you know. Justin, Cody are fucking here. They're having a fucking dandy of a time. Like we'll just fucking stay open. It probably didn't help that we tipped more than we had to give away a lot of the time on Cowboys' wages. But you fucking damn sure take good care of your bartenders. Yeah, isn't it bad though? Like you go to the bar, you go to the bar, you drink, you have a good time, and everything. And a lot of the dive bars that I've I've been at in my life, if they get to know you, they'll, they'll let you tab, right? Fuck, it was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'll just just tab it to me. Payday. I'll be in on payday to square up. You go in to square <laughs> up on payday, 
and uh, you square up with them and then you open up, you know, you go to the bank or you open up the app on your phone, you look at your phone, you're like, eh. I only got a hundred dollars. I I got I got paid twelve hundred. I only got a hundred. Jesus, that was an expensive tab. <laughs> it didn't help when they let you run the motherfucker for a month. No, they should. Uh, they should really tell you, like, hey, you know, when you're hitting like that two, three hundred dollar mark, they should just be like, hey, this is where you're at. Oh yeah. Fucking A, that, uh, there's a little bar called the Windsor, uh, there in fucking Boulder, and I, oh yeah, I had a hundred dollar tab going for like three fucking months, I had come to the bar and not run a tab and just cashed out like that night and walked out a bunch of times, I mean a bunch of times, and finally one night me and Cody are in there, and I'm signing my fucking, signing my ticket to walk out. It's like fucking two in the morning on a Tuesday night of all fucking nights, you know. Just another one of them deals we didn't plan on being there very long. And, uh, fucking, uh, Stoja, the bartender there, the local gal, uh, she looks at me and she goes, you know, you still have a tab, right? And I was like, fuck, no, I don't, I don't know, I have a fucking I don't have a tab. I don't. I don't run fucking tabs because tabs will get away from me. She's like, "Yeah, it's been sitting under the register for like three months. It's like a hundred five dollars. Like, do you want to pay it or you just, you know, want to wait?" And I was like, "Fuck, I've I've been riding an outside horse this month. I got a little extra cash. I'll pay that motherfucker." And that son of a bitch was from like three months before the night I paid it, and they never said fucking diddly about it, dude. <laughs> That's so, yeah. so bad when the bartenders get to know you good enough. They'll do shit like that. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back in a couple of days. I guarantee you. And we were every time. They were right. They. Oh, yeah. They're always right. Time. Yeah. Man, yeah, I had to give it to the Windsor. They had a damn good steak. They really did. And with, between that and the bartender refusing to kick us out or 86 us and it was pretty hard not to go back. Yeah, there's a there's a little dive bar I was at, and uh, you know, got to know these guys real well. We were in there a lot, and uh, shit did get tired. It'd be like three in the morning, and the guy would look at us. I'm fucking tired. I'm going to bed. Um, the door is locked. All you got to do is walk through it and close it and it'll lock itself. There's the bar right down your, right down your, your drink. <laughs> you trust us dumb motherfuckers to write down our drinks. <laughs> oh, so again. I and bet you, you did though. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. And you know, the one night all things got carried away there in that situation and a couple days later I went back to him and I just threw a bunch of money at him and he goes what's this for and I'm like I don't know but we drank a lot now I think towards the end of the night we stopped writing them down so just <laughs> here and he just smiled at me and goes I got cameras I know I know how many I, I can tell but <laughs> but the old guy was terrible though you'd be getting on a tear and you know you could it was it you 
you knew it could turn into a terror, but you're trying to be like a responsible person of society, right? Oh, yeah. You're like, ah, one more, and then I'm going. One more, and then then we're going home. Everybody's like, yeah, one more, and then, then we'll go. And you're like, yeah. So everybody's on the same page, and, you know, you get done that beer, and everybody's counting money. And that old motherfucker, he'd come with a round of beer for the table. Here's another <laughs> beer, boys, on the house. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> well, we better have that beer. So you'd have one, and then somebody would set it down. Wow, one more. Yeah, one more. So you'd get another round, and he'd let the table go around, and then he'd bring more beer back. And then right when he's seen everybody being like, man, kind of getting hungry, kind of want to go home, have something to eat. He'd bring out a plate of burgers, like them little, like, slider burgers. Oh, yeah, sliders. Excuse me. Dude, them things, especially when you're drunk. Or... He'd bring a plate of, like, 25 out. Oh, fucking A. And he'd slide it on the table, and then he'd open up the pool table, and then he'd open up the jukebox, free music, free pool, and then his round of beers just got a little bit little bit more frequent oh yeah so fuck he would just rope you in you wouldn't even know the old pricks doing it and then halfway through <laughs> the, the night you're like that sneaky son of a bitch did it again <laughs> oh by that time you're too drunk to give a shit <laughs> yeah well fuck we're already here like you know we're already yeah. drunk we're already here let's you know let's see what other stupid shit we can get into and normally <laughs> it didn't take us long oh no it never does yeah, <laughs> I uh, I got to fucking being such a regular in a little bar in Wyoming called the Old West, and motherfucker wasn't no bigger in my living room now. You know, it it was a little bitty bar, it was a little town, it was like two hundred eighty people. Um, and same bartender seven nights a week. You know. When that bastard opened at like three in the afternoon, well, it was open a lot before that if you were friends with her. Anyways, um, she'd fucking let you in, start serving you at fucking ten. She didn't give a shit. Um, she'd get to where you know, me and a couple of the other local cowboys, we'd all be in there, and some of the uh, wind tower guys, because that part of Wyoming's real popular with them fucking uh, wind turbines. Um, we'd be all in there shooting pool, dicking off this that, or the other. And I guess she'd just get fucking tired of being a bartender for a minute. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, she'd fucking look at me and be like, Justin, you're serving. I'd be like, fucking what? And she'd be like, yeah, just 15, 20 minutes. I just, I need to have a cigarette and sit down for a minute. Fuck, okay. So I'd go get behind the beer, or behind the bar and start serving beers. And everything went real fine and dandy till one night. I was pretty fucking tuned up. And, and there was a pool tournament going on, and I really like to shoot pool. I'm actually, wait, I get pretty competitive at pool. I shouldn't, but I really, really like to shoot pool. Um, fuck, my dad's won tournaments and all sorts of shit, so I've been playing since I was a kid. And there's this pool tournament going on, and, and she's like, Justin, you're serving. And I'm like, what? I'm fucking shooting pool, man. I don't want to fucking serve beer. And she's like, oh, I need to have me a cigarette and just sit down for a minute, you know, on this side or the other. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. And so she walks outside and I fucking, I reach back into the cooler. I grab a 30 wrap of Coors Light. 
I set it on the bar and I crack it open. And I said, if anybody needs a fucking beer while I'm playing this game of pool, you just pull it out of this fucking 30 rack because I ain't serving you. I got to win this fucking game of pool. <laughs> and I thought it was a fucking dandy idea. I thought oh, I was brilliant. Oh, yeah. I thought I was genius. And she comes back into a 30 rack with like three fucking beers in it. And she's like, Justin, the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I was serving beer. She's like, horse shit, you were giving beer away. Did anybody pay for any of these? I said, I don't know. I'll buy the 30 rack. I know that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, needless to say, that was the last time she asked me to bartend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you can ask cowboys to do and ask cowboys to take care of, but like bartending is not one of them. No, no. Well, and another, and I, it, not, it didn't happen at a bar, but just asking cowboys to do things. Um, a couple weeks ago, about two weeks ago, my fiance was out. she come out for two weeks. And boss calls me one night. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? I said, nothing. And he goes, well, we might need a babysitter tonight for our kids. We got to go out. We might need a babysitter. You're calling me <laughs> to watch your kids? I've I mean, gone through a lot of phone numbers before they got to yours. <laughs> yeah, the bo- the boss is like, you're you're not our first pick, and I'm like, I shouldn't <laughs> be on the board anyways. Me watching three kids is probably not in your best idea. <laughs> oh shit hang up the phone and I look at the fiance and that's strange. She goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, they got the bright idea. It is a good idea to ask me to go over there and watch their kids. And she just rolls her eyes and looks at me and just goes, dumbass, I'm here. Oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> turns they're not calling yeah. yeah, turns out they're, turns out they're not calling doing. me, they're calling you. That makes sense because <laughs> hell, yeah. I need adult supervision most fucking time. Yeah, fuck me. I know I do. God dang it, that's funny shit. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like it. It's just like this California deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like this California deal, right? That we're going to this summer to this ranch rodeo. Buddy Jake there. It's a guy's trip. This is a stupid fucking idea. Oh, dude. I, uh, I was telling my fiance about, about it the other the other night, you know. And Yeah, did down. you get her convinced? Oh, yeah, she's down. She's she's super down to go. She she wants to go to California. But I, I got done telling her about it, and she was like, that sounds like a guy's trip. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going without you. And she was like, why? And I was like, are you kidding me? Me, Brett Davis, Tuffy, Jake, uh, Jake Torgensen, Sam Clark, like a bunch of fucking cowboys from all over the world put in the same spot for a ranch rodeo with no supervision? You'll be bailing me out of jail. And I'm fairly, so like, there's a fairly decent chance I'll have one of the larger pocketbooks and I'll be bailing other people out of jail. No. Nope, if you're not going, I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah, if if women aren't involved in this in this adventure, um 
It'll be a fucking train wreck. Like, it's already going to be a train wreck, but it's going to be less of a train wreck with women involved. That is a fact. That is, oh God, I'm not going without her. That's for sure. I don't need to go to jail in California. I've been to jail in Texas, and that sucks. I can only imagine what California jail is like. <laughs> yeah, it can't be any worse than the crow. I've I've been in the crowbar hotel up here a few times, <laughs> and it, it's nothing like the last time I was in the crowbar hotel. I I I mean I was getting drunk, and the cops were like, "I'm." They just didn't want me to freeze to death because I walked out of the bar and I had all intentions of driving. <laughs> Like, I, I live 40 miles out of town. How the hell else am I going to get home? Like, eh. and I, yeah. in that town, there was no taxis. So I'm like, well, I'm going to get home somehow. If I get onto a gravel road, I'll be all right. And I walk, start walking in my truck, and the cops are like, hey, yes, sir, you driving? No, I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking, just getting my jacket out of my truck. Oh, okay. Put my jacket on. Where are you walking to? Well, oh, 40 miles that way. You're coming with us. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, at least they had good intentions because both times. Yeah, happened. but, you know, drunk cowboy, kind of little, you know, stupid, drunk, not using my head, little cocky and everything. I'll just, I'll just go back into the bar and I'll get her out home with somebody else. I'll call somebody. Okay. And then I tried to get myself in a fight that night. <laughs> and then they come back and took me to the crowbar hotel and we walk in there everything well we're not booking you in or anything like that they just said we're you're just drunk and disorderly no charges no nothing you're just gonna sleep it off for the night all right yeah sounds good you have two options wait what we get options when we come here and he goes yep you get options i'm like oh never had options in one of these places before that's kind of cool i never got options yeah, and they, they open the window to the drunk tank, and there's, like, four really big natives just beating <laughs> the ever-living hell out of each other. <laughs> and then they see a little white guy standing there, and they're all up against the window calling you to come in there, and you're looking at the top like, you're going to – I got to go into there? Here's your options. You see that chair in the corner? Yep, I, I see that chair in the corner. Here's your options. You sit in that chair in the corner and you shut the fuck up and don't say a word, or we throw you in there. You pick. That chair looks mighty good. <laughs> you know, I got a date with that chair. I'm just, I'm just gonna sit there. I won't say a word, and I have to take, I have to take my hat off to them, to them cops. About six in the morning, you know, they look at me. You hungry? Well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting pretty hungry. Um, the hangover's starting to kick in, and I could really use some food. Well, we got some officers coming in from town. I'm going to call them and get us to bring um, breakfast from McDonald's. Do you want something? I would love some food. What do you want? I don't care what it is. Just make it greasy. Well, look, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had some, I had, uh, my my first public intoxication in Stephenville while I was in the fucking jailhouse. They they woke me up about the same time actually, if I remember right. Fuck, which is a far stretch. Um, about six in the fucking morning, they finally I guess thought I was coherent enough to book me in. 
and uh, like actually take my information from me and whatnot. And while they were booking me in, the, the, the cop booking me in gets a phone call, and he's, you know, he's telling this guy, and I, you know, it's pretty obvious that he's getting food, you know, he's like, oh, I'll have a, you know, breakfast burrito, this, that, or the other, and he, he kind of stops, and he looks at me, and he goes, you want something from, from Whataburger, which fast food joint down in Tejas, and I was like, what? And he was like, do you want something from Whataburger? You want some breakfast? Like, I mean, you're standing here. Might as well as offer, and and in all fairness, I was still fucking drunk. Food did not sound good at all. I was pretty sure I was gonna lose anything I tried to put down. But I'll be damned. It's it's nice to know I'm not the only one out there that cops are nice to. <laughs> that guy fucking tried to buy me breakfast, and I was just too fucked up to eat anything. <laughs> well, I think the thing of it is right. Um... You know, everybody's young, everybody's dumb at some point, right? Yeah, we caused a little bit of trouble. I tried to get into a fight at the bar, but when the cops come, you know, there was no confrontation with them. Like, I really don't want to be here. I don't want trouble. You know, just do whatever you got to do, and I'm just going to go with you. Yep. Um, you know, for all the heat cops get, and don't get me wrong, um, there's assholes out there. Um, oh, you yeah. know, just just like that, you said earlier, good eggs and bad eggs. Yeah, uh, there's there's some damn sure good down to earth guys that just know like he's hot at night. Um, you know, just treat you with respect, right? And with them type of cops, the respect you get from them and how you get treated is how you treat them. If you're gonna be a dick to them, they're gonna be a dick to you. But oh, fuck tenfold. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. My no. little, my little white ass really did not want to get thrown into a drunk tank with four big natives that were way bigger than me. Oh, fuck no, I can only fucking imagine. And uh, if I can, my my favorite part of getting arrested that first time I did, um, to, to be completely honest, just kind of to your point of if you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you. Like, I I got slipped some drugs. I say that uh, fucking uh, a gal that I knew got somebody tried to drug her drink and she was smart enough to not trust it. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck, that doesn't happen. I'll drink it. And it was drugged. And so I was whacked out of my fucking mind. And uh, so when I finally do start to remember something and they're processing me in, this guy offers me Whataburger, the cop that arrested me standing there. And I asked the cop, cause I was just kind of curious. I was like, hey, how was I? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, was I a dick? Like, I don't, I just don't remember, man. I'm just curious. And he's like, oh, no, you're one of the funniest people I've ever arrested. And I was like, oh, shit, really? And he was like, oh, dude, you were a riot. You were whacked out of your fucking mind, and there was no way I was letting you go because you were a danger to yourself and anybody you might accidentally run into because you were just fucking running all over the place. that You, you couldn't walk for whatever reason. And I was like, huh, no shit. And he was like, oh, dude, I, I watched you for 10 minutes, and you ran everywhere. <laughs> Uh, he was like, but no, you were a funny son of a gun. Like, dude, I, you know, like I've, I've arrested way worse. And I was like, oh, well, that's good to know. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Why, why do you think you woke up in a cell on your own and not in a drunk tank? And I was, 
What do you mean? He was like, I mean, there's like seven people in the drunk tank, and you were pretty fucking whacked out of your mind. I wasn't going to let you get in there and get your ass kicked. Like, you're a nice kid. You're just fucked up. And I was like, oh, that, I, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah. The worst is when they say, see you again, you're like, come back again. That's what the cops told me when I left. He's like, come back again. I'm like, God, I hope I'm never here again. Oh, dude, yeah. Fuck, they didn't tell me that. Thank God. You know, honestly, I can only complain about one thing with my experience with Erath County. Uh, I can... When they finally turned me loose at like 10 o'clock that morning, I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my wallet. Like, I didn't have shit. I don't, I have no idea where all my stuff had gone. I found out later, but at the time I didn't know. And I was like, well, you know, I live on campus at Tarleton State there. Could, could you give me a ride? And the guy literally laughs and goes, what? Do you think this is a taxi service? No, I'm not giving you a fucking ride. Son of a bitch and i was still drunk like i mean stumbling drunk and so i got to stumble like four and a half fucking miles across town from erath county uh to fucking tarleton's campus and i'm still so fucking drunk i legit thought i was gonna get arrested again dude (laughs) that will happen I, I was swearing up and down. I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. I ain't even give me a ride. I'm going to get picked up again. They're going to see me in like 20 minutes, and I'm going to be like, you should have gave me a ride. I'm still fucking drunk, asshole. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> Back again, thanks to you. Yeah, you just gave me a ride. They would have never fucking known. Yeah, no, unfortunately for me, I, I, I got passed by like two cops, and neither of them even fucking looked at me. Which is really strange because I was wandering down the fucking street with a fucking t-shirt. Uh, the t-shirt wasn't mine. Uh, I don't know what happened to my shirt. A t-shirt, blue jeans, my fucking jeans tucked into my boots, no hat. And I mean, I was fucked up still. I have no fucking idea why them guys just drove right fucking past me. But they did. Yeah, strange things happen when, you know. When you go out on the town, things can happen. That's the truth. And they'll that... happen right now. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll happen before you know it. <laughs> oh. Things can get carried away too, way too fast. And I like how they say, like, you were a danger to yourself. And you're like, shit, you should see me when I'm sober. Probably worse. Oh, fuck. That's no shit, man. Like... When I'm sober, I make even worse decisions. Like, fuck, I was just trying to find my way back to campus, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> like the dumb shit that rolls through this guy's mind on a daily basis at work? Yeah, I'm far <laughs> more dangerous to myself at work than I am at the bar. Just saying. Yeah. That's no shit, man. <laughs> oh, oh and like, a uh, couple of... And two winters ago, I uh, went to help at an at a auction yard. They needed help, and they called me up. Well, can you come help us for a couple big pre-sort drills? Oh, yeah, you bet. And they had one of them three-point hitch bail shutters that could get everywhere. Yeah. And they were shredding bales, and 
you know, getting ready for this pre-sort, bed and pens, you know, fresh straw, all that kind of good stuff. And they hollowed out a bale in it, and they couldn't get it free. Hmm. Right? And this is my train of thought, like, not drinking at all. <laughs> I get the bread idea. Oh, shit. It's a cabless tractor. Your rafters are only about three foot away from that bale. Well, if two of us get up there and jump on that son of a bitch, we might be able to get it to collapse down. <laughs> so we get up there and we're jumping on it, and it is working. But with them, with that bale shredder, it, you couldn't roll it. The beaters had to go to take it, right? Yep. <laughs> so we're up there. It's it's going, but it needs them beaters to go to grab it and just take off. So I holler at the, dry, at the guy sitting on the tractor, and I turn that son of a bitch on. I mean, we got our arms over the rafters. When it goes, we'll just pick her feet up, and you just fucking drive away. Not a problem. <laughs> and I mean, it worked like that. And about the time we're dropping down to the ground, the boss walks around the corner, madder than fucking a wet hand. <laughs> what in the fuck were you guys doing? Oh, well, the bale and the bale shredder was hollowed out, and we just jumped on it, and he turned it on. And then with us jumping on it in our way, you know, and I'm telling this to the boss, like, he should be proud of me. Like, I had, I saved the day. I had a great idea. And the beaters grabbed it and took the bale away. He drove away, and, you know, here we are. He's back treading. No, no harm done. What would have yeah. happened if you would have fell into the shredder with it, with the beaters going? I'd have been fucked. Right. <laughs> kind of left at hand, kind of got thinking about that, and I was like, oh, yeah. I hadn't really got that far yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, if it makes you feel better, I caught one on fire one time thinking that I had a real, uh, a bell buster. I, I thought I had a real genius idea. You lit it on fire lighting, getting the twines off the drum. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Using yep. an electric brand and iron to, to cut the fucking twine off. And uh, little did I oh, know dude. that uh, that motherfucker could smolder. And so I got I got a bunch of the twine cut off this side or the other, you know, not thinking nothing of it. And I fucking I went into the house and was eating me some lunch. And it was uh, it was on a Saturday. So my boss was actually fucking there for once. And uh get a knock on my door and i'm like what the fuck i open the door and it's my boss and he's like hey uh come with me for a minute i'm like son of a bitch like what the fuck i haven't even done anything today but throw some fucking hay out of the bail buster and work on getting all the fucking twine off of it and i come back and this fucking thing's missing half the paint and there's like four fucking fire extinguishers laying next to it and he's like um for future reference, when you cut all the twine off of this son of a bitch, um, using something like an electric branding iron instead of something real fucking sharp, just know that it'll smolder and you should wet it down before you walk away. I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, man. That's a daily occurrence here at the feedlot. <laughs> like, we use a hot knife every day when we're bedding to take the twine off the shredder. But I'll do you one better. I know a guy that um, he didn't do that. He'd just take a can of diesel 
and pour it on that twine and drop a match on his shredder and just let that twine burn off. Like, his shredder was black. He just let it burn. Oh, son of a bitch. And, you know, every every couple of years, he'd be like, fuck, I'm all... This bale shredder is a piece of shit. I'm always replacing these fucking bearings on it. I'm like, well, I, I don't know why you like the fucker on well, fire. Yeah, well, fucking who would have thought when you set the cocksucker on fire all the time? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure them aren't heat-rated bearings. and I mean, they're an oil-based, grease-based bearing. Um, they're going to get hot and burn up, and you're kind of fucking <laughs> bearings. What oh. do I know? I'm just a fucking cowboy. Son of a fucking bitch. That's awesome. That makes me feel a lot better, actually. It really does, because, uh, dude, I didn't even fucking think about it. I didn't. I didn't at all. I was just like, oh, rather than using this fucking big, stupid fucking knife and cutting this fucking twine off, I'm going to be here for three fucking weeks. Once I had all the twine off, I was really good about staying on top of it. The guy I worked for, he would run that motherfucker until the twine was so goddamn thick it wouldn't even really bust a bale anymore. Yeah. It's like, I'm gonna fucking go get his electric branding iron. I'm gonna plug that motherfucker in. And I'm just gonna burn through all this shit. Man, I thought I was fucking genius. Well, you were because they make a hot iron for that now that you plug in and you just burn the twines off. That's what we got. Yeah, fuck, it's, uh, I think a, uh, I think I fucking seen one. Um, shit, it's just like a fucking. It it looks like it was uh like a foot long. Yeah, just basically yeah. a fucking great big fucking bar that plugs in, heats the fuck up, and you just yeah burn right through it. Yeah, it, they're the cat's ass. They're awesome. I love ours. Use it all the time. Fuck yeah, it was way fucking handier than cutting through it all with a fucking knife, especially when it's fucking cold outside. Yeah. I will say with them bale shredders, though, do not do not think you're getting ahead of the game. Be like, oh, I'm going to be prepared. The boss is going to be happy. Cause we had, at a place I worked at, we had a young guy that thought that. And he loaded the shredder up with uh, two bales, one in the back and one in the tub, and then parked it in the shop. <laughs> they froze Overnight. together. Well, no, they didn't freeze together. See, uh, we were at this time we were burning we were throwing out a lot of bedding like that tractor run every day all day and um there was a bearing went nobody knew the bearing went and it got hot so over the course of the night sitting in in the shop with a bale in the shredder while that straw caught on fire and fucking burnt shop down oh shit so don't do yeah so don't do that yeah, fuck, God. not that I have that fucking problem anymore. I live in nice sunny Arizona, but fucking a, if I ever catch myself back up in that part of the world using one, I won't. Yeah, don't do that because bosses get real mad. Oh, if you burn the shop down, I can only fucking imagine. Yeah, they're not real happy about that. And then they're not real happy with the cowboy's point of view from it neither. Well. Now you get to build a new shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he was all mad. And I looked at him, well, why are you being, what are you so mad about? And he looks at me and goes, excuse me, the shop's gone. 
And I'm like, yeah, I know it's gone. Why do you think I'm mad? Well, what are you going to do about it now? It's gone. It's not like you're going to snap your fingers or rebuild it out of kindling. I mean, it's ash now. It's fucked. Yeah, it's 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 fucking burnt and gone, buddy. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, and I said, but I, I know what you're doing now. And he goes, what's that? And I said, well, you're making a call to your insurance company and you're building a new shop. And he just glared at me. And he goes, is that supposed to be funny? Well, I kind of think it's funny. But, I mean, maybe I'm not looking at it as the same view you're looking at it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not funny, but, hey, at least we know we get a new shop, right? <laughs> yeah, you, 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 and I told him that, too. And I was like, when you, when, you, when you build your new shop, I was like, you should build it better than the old one. <laughs> and he just glared at me. That <laughs> is he didn't appreciate that very much. Yeah, I just kind of looked at him and, you know what, I'm I'm going to go find find something to do. And he's like, that would probably, and me and this boss, we got we got along real good. And he's like, that is probably a really good idea that you go find something to do away from me. And I was walking in and turned around and I was like, but hey, I, I look at the bright side. I got to go find something to do somewhere else because I can't go into the shop and do something because the shop's gone. <laughs> and he gave me that look like you need to stop joking shut your fucking mouth and walk away because <laughs> at this point he's real mad <laughs> oh fucking a that's fucking funny shit man oh shoot yeah, I, I bugged him i bugged him about that shop like for at least another two months about that I mean, fucking hey, what are you smack about? You got insurance, you're gonna get a nice brand new shop, and I mean, there's worse things in the whole wide world. I mean, there are. I mean, I get it. It's a pain in the ass. Um, it was all paid for now. Now your insurance and everything goes up, but you know, we'd be sitting there having coffee and it'd be just one of them, you know, middle of winter, minus forty five days, just like fucking cold outside. Like do as little as possible outside right and i'd look at him and i'd be like you know there would be a real good day to just work in the shop where it's warm oh wait forgot <laughs> shop's not there no more is it fuck you yeah. you'd say yeah. <laughs> man i would sweep the shit out of the shop floor this morning if there was a shop to sweep <laughs> yeah oh god dang it oh fuck me well buddy I'm uh I'm not bashful to say I'm about to uh I'm about to piss my pants and, and I haven't had nothing to eat yet. Shoot, we're at an hour and a half anyways and uh so I'm gonna hop off here and uh eat me something and then shoot, uh I'll see what Cody's up to and, and maybe we'll uh we'll do a little uh dive bar session. Uh Hell yeah. Sounds after- good to me, brother. Well, right on, dude. I, I, man, I, I can't thank you enough for, for helping me get this started and, and getting my own podcast rolling. And, uh, I appreciate having you on, man. Uh, for those listening, you can't see them from the road. It's, uh, it's great. I love it. It's, it's one of my go-to podcasts these days. Um, you, you just, you really can't beat it, to be honest. Uh, Tuffy, where can, uh, where can folks find your, well, self-explanatory, your your Facebook group or you on social media and uh, and your podcast? 
Um, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, they find the podcast on Facebook. You can't see them from the road. And uh, Apple, Apple Music. We're on Apple Music, and we are on Spotify. So, right on, man. Well, everybody, go give them a like, follow, subscribe. Oh man, I uh, I appreciate it. Oh, dude, it, it's the least I could do, and it's been fun, man. It's it's always fun when we get on and bullshit together. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. It is fun, and you know, there's there's some cool things that are gonna happen. Um, in the future with your podcast and mine to get together and uh, it's going to be real cool so everybody that's listening just stay tuned for some cool shit that's going to happen stay tuned subscribe and uh yeah there's there's going to be some cool shit coming so all right buddy well fucking a uh like i said i'll i'll probably be hollering at me in in just a couple minutes and and i appreciate you ha- uh coming on Sounds good, man. You have a good evening. We'll we'll do this again. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you would like, subscribe, follow, whatever app uh, you're using, ask you to do. Um, I'd really appreciate that. And I would really appreciate if you enjoyed the show, if you'd leave it a five-star review on whatever app you listen on. Um, Helps promote the show a bunch and and get it out there for everybody else. Uh, Thanks again for listening and uh, stay punchy.